Hello and welcome to Money Life News and Views. I'm Devashish Basu. Last week, Sony Pictures Networks India, now called Culver Max Entertainment, ended its proposed merger with Z Entertainment, signed on December 22nd, 2021. That's about two years ago. The market had already got the wind of it, and so the stock started weakening from around 278 rupees on Monday, that is January 8th. And so by January 23rd, when the breakup was official, the stock crashed 43.8% in just 11 trading days. With the collapse of this deal, the spotlight will be back not only on the Z promoter Subhash Chandra, but equally on the institutional shareholders of Z because of the following startling facts about Z's ownership today. Z is, of course, identified with Mr. Chandra, the maverick entrepreneur and founder who ushered in unusual businesses into India, such as satellite television way back in 1992, laminated packaging as SL packaging and amusement parks as SL World. However, after years of missteps of the various things that the group has been doing, SL packaging was sold off. And the promoter group today is left with a stake of just 3.99% only in Z Entertainment, the flagship company of the group. Despite such a thin sliver of ownership, though, the promoters have managed to retain management control of the company. Mr. Chandra is the chairman emeritus, and his son, Puneet Goenka, is the managing director and chief executive officer. So who are the real owners of Z? The real ownership of the company is with foreign institutional investors, which have been steadily, of course, cutting the stake down to 28.19%. But mainly it is with domestic institutional investors, the insurance companies and the mutual funds, which driven by the hope of a merger with Sony had been increasing the stake to now as much as 43.42%. So together between the FIIs and DIIs, Institutional investors hold now 71.61% of the company, which is much more than promoter holding in many companies. But despite this dominant ownership, they have remained largely silent on a string of alleged governance issues that have beset Z for years now. Shouldn't they have started showing activism on behalf of the investors a long time back? Exactly five years ago, on the, re on the eve of Republic Day, Mr. Chandra issued a public apology to investors. He blamed negative forces for the events leading to the stock's collapse, while admitting to follies such as wrong investment in Videocon's DTH venture, infrastructure leasing and financial services, and various other infrastructure projects. SL stroke Z Group stocks had been hammered down by 30% on January 25, 2019, after the online portal wire reported that serious fraud investigation office was looking into a 3000 crore deposit in a company called nityank infrapower a company allegedly part of the z group and that was during demonetization at that time two indian mutual funds were deeply involved in z except that they had lent money to the group against pledged shares of promoters which were then transferred to weak, uh, to weak infrastructure companies of the group and the money was not easily coming back. And all this was allegedly hidden from shareholders in collusion with mutual funds, which acted as lenders. Now, one of the biggest 
foreign institutional investor and staunch supporter of Mr. Subhash Chandra was Invesco, the Invesco Developing Markets Fund. It was at that time the largest emerging market fund. At the peak, it had $50 billion in emerging markets. This fund, another Chinese fund, China arm of this fund, came to Z's rescue with an 11% stake willing to ignore the group's dodgy business deals on the promise of good behavior. In October 2021, Invesco tried to play a matchmaker between Z and Reliance, but when this did not happen, it sold its stake, washed its hands off, and got out at a loss. Who bought such a large stake at 11% at its peak? Of course, domestic institutional investors. They eagerly bought all the shares that Invesco had dumped in the hope or in the belief that they were getting a great value stock. Institutional investors channel public money into stocks and are supposed to act with fiduciary responsibility. Why have DIIs increased the stakeholding relentlessly from a mere 12% to as, as much as 43% in a stock that has been an egregious value destroyer for years? Now, Z stock has fallen from just under 600 rupees six years ago to around 160, 170 now. Well, today, because of some arbitration news, the stock has shot up. Strangely enough, institutional investors seem drawn to Z like moths to a flame, even as it has lurched from one controversy to another, starting from the 2001 market crash. Yes, 20, almost 25 years ago. The Joint Parliamentary Committee has documented an investigation by the Securities and Exchange Board of India about Z's involvement in the controversial market deals and the bailout of stockbroker Ketan Parikh. Now, Z was one of the so-called Ketan stocks favored by Mr. Parikh. In 2019, Z Entertainment pledged a 200 crore fixed deposit with Yes Bank against loans to seven companies controlled by the promoter group. This was not cleared with the Z Entertainment Board. And when Yes Bank adjusted the money against the dues of these entities, the promoters, alleged SEBI, diverted the funds and hid the trail of money by layering it through several family-controlled entities. This leading to a fictitious repayment. SEBI has detailed how much how such transactions were used to mislead the board of directors and also get a clean check from the auditors. The case is before SAT now. Why are DIIs holding such a huge stake in Z, which is beset with alleged governance issues? Perhaps they think Z is a deep value stock. Well, maybe it is. It's got a great brand and a list of hits and so on. But that value will, to, to unlock that value, the DIIs need to flex their muscles throughout the board, change the management, and get in a new deep pocketed buyer. If there was ever an obvious case for shareholder activism. It is this. Not only have the promoters negligible stake, but their control has been beset with governance problems documented by the regulator itself for decades. So what is stopping DIIs from stirring themselves to act in the, five, in the, in the interests of their unit holders, which they are duty bound? We will get to know soon. If you like this, please share and thanks for watching.